Christian girl in a godless world. I am Dominique Dewar. I'm so happy for you all to join me back here again, where of course we are talking about all things relating to God, relating to being a Christian in today's society, and just all the highs and lows with that. If you are not new here, then you know how it is. You know that we're very real here on this podcast. And, you know, and I'm just grateful for what God is doing. So, As I have mentioned before, I have been definitely wanting to get more guests on the show just to further hear from them, you know, what their experience is being a Christian in this day and age. So I have a new guest today that I'm so, so excited. I'm going to bring her on and, you know, we're going to talk about how we met and, you know, her journey and I'm so excited. So I would like to welcome to the show Miss Alyssa Eddy. <laughs> Hi. <Hey>. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Again. All right. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you? I am not doing so good today, but I am really happy. Aww. This is the highlight of my day. So, I know. Yes. Well, I'm. Yes. Well, I'm so sorry. You know, today wasn't so good, but I'm glad this is a highlight and I'm I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy. And <laughs> Yes, yes. That's so great. So, um let's talk about how we met first of all. <laughs> so, um we we both mutually follow and are connected to this Christian indie artist named Darla Baltazar from the Philippines. And uh, we both joined her um, Discord group. If you all have ever heard of Discord, you know, it's, it's like a, a chat group, I guess, um, where different people come together and they're interacting. So Darla has a um, has a server called the Salt Studio where a lot of Christian creatives from all over the world come and we fellowship one another. We do um, creative challenges, songs, you know, it's, it's so many different creatives who are believers. And so this is where I met Alyssa (laughs) and yes, and we follow each other on social media and she has been, you know, just like a firecracker for Jesus and just sharing so much from Jesus' heart, just different revelations that he's given her. And so I'm just like, I want to get her on the show, you know, just to further hear from her what you know God is sharing. So Alyssa, please, you know, introduce yourself, you know, just tell us about um, how you came to Christ, first of all, okay. that's that's definitely what I w- would want to hear. Just, you know, how you gave your life to God, just that process. Okay. First, again, I'm Melissa. 
Um, how I came to Christ. I grew up like uh, I was born and raised in Jamaica, but I came to the U.S. in 2015. Um, so I was pretty much I grew up in a family that you know we always went to church and stuff. I was about God, and I would um, you know, I really love God. I was always curious about God, curious about nature and all of this stuff. And I gave my life to Christ in 2014. I think I was 12. I was 12 years old. I got baptized in 2014. Um, then when I moved up here, you know, things kind of just changed. <laughs> uh, it was like a mm. brand new world, brand new um, scenery and everything. And I went through a lot of. I I, I feel like you get you call it culture shock. <laughs> I was very yeah. when I came up here because. I was um, back home in my eyes. Back home in my eyes, you know, I was taught that, you know, everybody's a melting pot and everything. And in my eyes, everybody was just like one. But when I came up here, I saw how everybody was treated everybody differently and like separated and everything. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what, one of the things that really shocked me, as well as the food. <laughs> when, I first, yeah. when I first tasted the food, I said, um, I, I gotta go home. I cannot stay here. This is, this is not it. I cannot live on this. Like I was very much. Yeah. I um, if you ask my mom, like I, I was making a fuss. Um, but eventually, mm-hmm. like a week or two after, I just pretty much got adjusted to it, even though I still didn't like it. But um, yeah, you know, I experienced uh, when I came up here. I kind of just drifted away from Christ. I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, a church that my grand because we came we were living with my grandparents we went to their church you know the people weren't mm. very necessarily nice um so mm. me and my mom eventually left uh, something as well happened between me and my grandmother that you know just caused me and my mom to leave and move on um you know just me and her and because i had to move schools i lost a lot of friends and i first discovered for the first time i discovered what depression was and um, yeah, I just felt like you know everybody just stopped talking to me. You know, I would have like all these people on my Snapchat always text me, always come to me for advice. I consider them my friends, but you know, they mm-hmm. just dropped like flies all of a sudden. Um, like mm-hmm. they didn't even ex- exist anymore. So and yeah, it just kind of put me in a space headspace of that was like the beginning of my depression and stuff. And mm-hmm. my depression, the depression, depression, um, eventually grew more into um, me just um, not having like a self worth. I was very like, um, mm. we call it, had low self esteem. I was very, uh, what's the word? I didn't like my appearance. I didn't like how. Um, mm how people felt around me you know in my eyes everybody was you know um when they're around other people i see how they're happy but they went when they're around me i feel like they some seem very uncomfortable and miserable so mm. um this is about to get like real trigger warning graphic so okay yeah I used to, like, this is real <laughs> i used to um because of that i used to self-harm and for me it was a punishment mm. for people being unhappy around me or not or it was my fault that they felt that way toward me so yeah um and my depression even grew much deeper when i was trying to 
build a relationship with my mom and I was constantly telling her how I felt but it just felt like the more I would share how I felt to her it's like she didn't and I just felt kind of abandoned and rejected in a way Mm. well um that kind of spiraled into a whole thing but one summer I was um you know I was home she was somewhere else I forgot where she was but um she i was home alone and god kept approaching me with these videos i remember my grandfather had sent me this video and it mm-hmm. scared the life out of me because <laughs> it was a video you know showing how jesus was coming back and it was like it's a really yeah. happy video i have um they're singing mm-hmm. happy songs and praising god about how he's coming back and stuff and how this guy was opening up and stuff but for some reason it scared me it really scared yeah. me. So I was watching that video. God kept showing me other videos like about like just America or, or even just life in general. And there was this one particular video that I was watching. And um, when I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and talk to God. And during that mm-hmm. time, you know, I was just, I, to describe how I felt, I was numb. Like, I, because of how much yeah. I was holding on to it, I hated crying because I felt like I didn't deserve to cry. So I was just mm. holding in like a lot of tears. I was holding in a lot of stuff, and it was it was even bad to the point where if I I would just stand, and I would just have like panic attacks out of nowhere. Wow. So mm. I went to God and I was like had this numbed emotion didn't didn't feel anything happiness I didn't know what that was I was sad but I didn't Mm -hmm. know fully or how that felt or whatever even though I was feeling it like nothing was really aware to me so yeah um and I finally knelt down and wanted to just come to him I didn't know what I wanted to say I just wanted to be like okay God and I didn't Mm. didn't know what I wanted to say but I know I wanted to say something but all I could say was, okay, God. And after that, it was like somebody robbed me of the ability to form words. And wow. I just started bawling my eyes out. Like, literally mm-hmm. just weeping. That's the that's the word. It just just this mm-hmm. weep. And it's like I was crying and I felt like Jesus was the... Uh, and like, I'm a visual person. So, um... Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> like, how I saw it was... I see like Jesus and the angels and the presence of God literally drawing closer to me. Cause I would also mm. like before how I felt like he was knocking on the door of my heart. He was literally right there. And mm-hmm. me coming down, me coming and saying, okay, God was the, the point of him, me opening the door to him. So that's mm. how I, um, I saw, like I saw it visually, it was him just coming in and saying, it's okay. That whole yeah. thing, it's okay, just let it all go. And wow. during that summer, I finally understood what it meant to feel as light as a feather. <laughs> I was, yes. I was, I, I would cry. I, I cried a lot that summer. I cried <laughs> so much. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was pretty much like a little child, just sitting mm-hmm. down, just delighting in God, just talking to him, like, he, like he's my friend, just talk, talk his ears off like you know what yeah and as i was talking to him and you know just i felt like a joy in my heart like i never felt that in my like i've never felt like that my entire life that that day was the best day of my life Mm -hmm. and that entire week actually the week cool two weeks were the best days of my life and 
it was like he taught me so much like he taught me things about the world ending revelations about the antichrist all this stuff mm. and i didn't even pay attention to it honestly i'm yeah. just like okay me things okay <laughs> i'm just like i'm talking to my father mm-hmm. i made a, i even made appointments like every morning um as the sun's rising like six five o'clock i will get up and go take a walk that's when i lived somewhere else and i'll walk on the yeah. bike trail and just talk to him admire the um you know the trees and stuff or whatever just admire his creation admire how like mm-hmm. I, it's like my eyes were open to a whole different new world <laughs> so yeah um as i learned those stuff and you know all that burden and stuff was went away i had mm-hmm. things changed when i i remember i was talking to my sister and telling her how much god has been so good to me how he's taught me all this stuff yeah and all of a sudden we started talking about where i came from where we came from mm-hmm. and how easy mm-hmm. that place was like it was just like as soon as you walk into the place it was like something would just off so mm-hmm. as soon as we started talking about that place i feel like the atmosphere shifted like the dense mm-hmm. thick atmosphere with like filled with the holy spirit all of a sudden tent turned into like a cold eerie feeling like an unwelcome guest yeah. in. and mm-hmm. you know, i tell my sister i was like something doesn't feel right and I, eventually she was like all right i'm going to bed she went to bed and the unction of the holy spirit like in me was like literally just like pray and i was like okay i don't know yeah. what i'm praying for I said, I don't know what I'm praying for, God. And then after that, it wasn't even for me. It was literally like the Holy Spirit just saying, get out. You don't belong here. Get out. Like, on, I was, I was mm-hmm. on top of my lung, like saying, get out. You don't belong here. And eventually the thing left. Mm-hmm. And during that yeah. time, I didn't even have like, um, I remember I didn't have my gift of like speaking in tongues. So because of that, it's like my, it's like your mouth, it wants to say something, but nothing's coming mm-hmm. out just trembling and yeah I remember i was like i was so fearful i was so scared because i've never had any guns like that before mm-hmm. and right i was so scared i went to my mom and was like do you know what just happened she was like no i said a demon had the audacity to come up in here and i was telling mm. her as well as like um something that god was sharing i was like god wants you to come back to him and all this stuff but she didn't pay attention yeah. she didn't pay me any mind I don't think she listened to it, but I was so scared mm. that day. I um, I told her I said, "Can I can I just like sleep here with you tonight?" <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, to really talk about how crippled the fair was, it was really hot that summer. And yeah. whenever I'm like I'm cautious about stuff, and I hear something even the slightest thing, or even just feeling that intense feeling, I like hearing silence around me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I needed the fan on, but I was like, no, hold up. I'm too scared for this. Like, I'm just going to yeah here in the hot night in silence. And I was just like mm-hmm. sitting there, just lying there in silence, even though it was really hot. And um, mm. just to like cut it, because it's like a long thing after that. But uh, <laughs> that fear eventually brought me into a healing process. Uh, yeah. Even though I felt light as feather, there were still things I got need to work on in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fasted for the first time. He and I was like literally being tormented in my mind. It was like so severe. But then God showed me this image that I will eventually send to you. Um, 
yeah where he was showing me what he was doing or what he was about to do with my heart and mm-hmm. i made my life's i made it my life's like goal to really focus on that picture and the more i focused on it i felt like he was like ministering to me as i was trying to bring wow. it out as much as i can and that's when my mm-hmm. healing process really started um had to learn how to forgive my mom mm-hmm. forgive um mm-hmm. my sister anybody else who really hurt me he taught me he was yeah. like it doesn't matter whose fault it was stop playing the blame game <laughs> like yeah it doesn't matter mm. whose fault it was or whatever he just really taught me how to forgive how to really see things through his eyes one thing that mm-hmm. really helps me with the day-to-day with my mom is he teaches me how to see past her words and stuff and see through mm-hmm. the heart of what's really going on with her so yeah um from there on out you know you know that's when i really dedicated my life back to christ when i um you know was freed from that and i find mm-hmm. i always tell people like it's best to go to god first like i always say yeah question go to god first what did he say like mm-hmm. i'm like you can't lean on man because man has like they're not sturdy they're not a solid foundation mm-hmm. so when it but when it comes to god i had to learn who god was for myself nobody was mm-hmm. my mom as much as i wanted her to be there for me she wasn't there um yeah i had to learn how to lean on him how to allow mm-hmm. him to give him to give me an understanding of who he was because that's how yeah. you understand who he is if you let him give you that understanding and i just learned mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff just dwelling in his presence even though it was hard i struggled with like uh, mm-hmm. a lot of lust and pornography i learned that um whenever i was feeling certain ways i would just talk to him i'd be like you know what god right now I feel like this. I, feel like mm-hmm. I learned how to talk to him and to talk it out and allow him to give me the solution. Of course, through his words, you absolutely always find yeah. find him in his words. And mm-hmm. um, I've learned how to really just delight in that, just delight in his presence. Yeah. This very day, like um, the enemy is one thing, but the thing we struggle with the most is ourselves, and mm-hmm. really hard to just. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that they focus so much on the enemy, give him so much credit when it's really us. We need yeah. discipline. <laughs> we need to learn mm-hmm. discipline as well as just learn how so to true. stay deep and grounded in his words. When things get hard, keep going. Like if you saw mm-hmm. the video that I made, um, something that he um, said um, through me while I was praying is that because we set our mind on kingdom things, we will go through kingdom struggles and win with mm-hmm. kingdom weapons to trample the enemy underfoot. And that's something yeah. that really like stuck to me. I'm like, okay, we are focusing our mind. And I, even through through my depression, something that really kept me going was hope. I had hope. Yeah, oh, I'm just gonna keep going. I I, I don't want to because I also learned that you know, uh, it's not that me suicide never really came to my mind. In my mind, I was like, you know. Because I was thought that you know when you kill yourself, you not going to heaven or something like that. And mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm just I just want other people to do it for me. And yeah, I felt so worthless, and I had such low self esteem to the point where I literally tell people all the time that I would literally linger from school because I was like, you know, somebody was supposed to kidnap me or whatever, use 
mm-hmm. like a sex slave or whatever it is, I would deserve it because that's how worthless I felt. Mm-hmm. It goes even wow. deeper than that where um, I would even say, you know, if demons were supposed to come in my dreams and do whatever, I would deserve it as well. Like, mm-hmm. and that all mm-hmm. stems from, you know, also. And I feel like it would go deeper into something else. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, it's just... Um, a lot of stuff I really just had to learn on my own with thought. Yeah. I think I'm going yeah. to right there right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I, I, I feel like that is a very powerful testimony because, you know, we don't know, we don't recognize just how detached we were from God when we were in the world and when we were when we had that mindset right you don't you don't always see just the implications of that while you're in it but it's only when you get out of it and God saves you and he transforms you that you really see like wow I was really bound I was really (laughs) in it you know you it's really only until you get out of it that you see just how thick you were in it you know, and I, I just think it's so amazing just the insight that you have and, you know, what God has shared with you. And can you, can you share how old you are? Because I know you're okay. young. I, I'm going to be 21 in like, um, what is that? Weeks? <laughs> well, yeah. All right, two weeks. Oh, the big two one. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so you're you're young, you're pretty young, but to have the wisdom that you have is amazing to me, and, and that was something that I saw, and you know, I was just asking God, like God, like you know, Alyssa, she just has a lot of wisdom, you know, for for such a young age, and that is precisely why I wanted to bring you on because you know this this episode, you know, you all is about just the difficulty of just talking about the difficulty and why so many people many young people are having trouble coming to Christ and being serious about developing a relationship with Christ so Alyssa's younger so you know she she can talk about it just from being you know 20 almost 21 years old and you know I'm 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 a little older I'm not that old but You know, so I'm I'll be I'll be 32, so I'm not in my 20s anymore. Still, but still, I do remember. You're still God's little girl in his eyes. <laughs> yes, I am still God's God. Yes, daddy's girl always. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I'm not 21 anymore, but I do remember. You know, when I was 21, I was not on fire for God. I I was not strong in my relationship, so just seeing where you are um, at almost 21 years old is amazing, you know, and, and it just, it shows the testament of God's faithfulness and his goodness to you and even your willingness to, you know, give your life to him is, you know, it's so amazing to see. <laughs> and it was very interesting, um, you were saying how, uh, when you're in the world, you don't see it. I remember when I, um, <laughs> when I came to, uh, when I rededicated my life back to him, I was like, you know what, God? Yeah, because I was listening to, you know, your regular contemporary music. And then I was like, you know what, God? Mm-hmm. I want you to send me some music that I would like listening to. And that's where Jonathan Ogden came in. And then everything yes. spiraled into a whole different... I've seen a whole different um, 
side of Christian music in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I asked the Eagle word. Yeah. But as well, as I was looking back, because I was also like trying to find music um, to listen to, and I was still listening to like worldly music that I used to listen to, I would, like narrow them down. But then he made mm-hmm. me, as I was listening to the music that I used to listen to, I was like, man, no wonder I was depressed. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. all these songs Look, are literally talking <laughs> about like depressing things, talking about not wanting mm-hmm. to be in this world talking about all these different mm-hmm. stuff and like during that time he taught me like what you feed yourself is what you eventually become so it's like you keep feeding mm-hmm. yourself depressive music and stuff is you're gonna become depressive if you feed yourself yeah talking about like you know doing the do's and stuff and being lustful you're gonna be lustful and find yourself in situations you don't want to be in so i've learned yeah as well um there's power behind music and the words yeah like i learned that absolutely well. absolutely that is so true i mean you are spot on with that music you know is so powerful and you know even to tell of just you know spiritually and historically you know we know that satan was over music you know when he was in heaven so the fact that you know after he fell he still operates in that area and that is one of the domains that he really works in is by getting so many of us you know as god children getting us and pulling us away from god through the music that we listen to so this is why we see so many you know celebrities and you know musicians who do a lot of secular um music and they are not glorifying god the music is absolutely horrible the lyrics are you know just it's like you know and i used i used to be a big r&b fan big big r&b and i mean like for real like my i had a whole spotify playlist full of r&b songs and that was just stuff i i ingested every single day stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Alyssa eddie as we discuss christianity for the younger generation